Hey everybody and welcome to Dos Hermanos. This is our special Champions League coverage. Today in the Champions League, Bayern Munich beat the Czech club Victoria Polzin 5-0. Sporting Lisbon and Marseille played a pretty peculiar match where the Sporting Lisbon keeper came out hit the ball with his hand outside of the box intentionally, was given a straight red card. They had to play a man down and ended up losing 4-1. to one. And there was even a third blowout today, which was Ajax, who scored in the ninth minute against Napoli and then gave up six goals, which actually made a record in Ajax history, not a great one. They had never given up five goals at home and had only done it one other time against Bayern Munich in Germany in 1980. And it's also worthy of noting that Ajax has drawn and lost in their last two league matches, so they are absolutely slumping. Liverpool got it done against the Rangers and won 2-0 after a moment. Ahmed Salah penalty saw them clinch the game. I told you all not to sleep on Club Bruges and they got it done today winning 2-0 over Atletico Madrid. And for the other matches that went on this afternoon, here are Gustavo and me. So hey everybody, so that was a little run through of what happened today. I'm Jake Landry. I'm Gustavo Guerrero. And uh, this is Dos Hermanos, little Champions League midweek edition and, Welcome everybody. Welcome. You know, we were just talking, and I you asked how I was doing. And I told you I'm I'm you know not feeling totally great about how today went. And you said, well, you know, they didn't lose. So you know, talking about Tottenham, my team. If you don't listen, I'm a Tottenham fan. I think we should start with your team, Gustavo, because I guess they did they did lose today. It was a tough yeah. tough day for Barcelona playing against Inter. Um, some great controversy from the game. Uh, yeah. So. It was tough for many reasons. I hope everybody's doing good, by the way. Um, yeah, I watched the game. I was quite disappointed. Disappointed at the referees. Disappointed at VAR. Um, disappointed at my team because I feel like we are still looking pretty weak. When we play European football, um, typically in Spain, we look great, especially playing against the smaller teams, right? But for some reason, Europe is just, it feels like a curse, to be honest with you. And to see Barcelona lose again, I think this game should have been at least a tie. It should have been at least a 1-1. But the referees weren't really clear about what a handball looks like in the box, right? And so yeah. I am very disappointed because if we have VAR, we should not be letting these things happen. And you know what I was thinking, Jake? I don't know where I heard this, but I think that the referees, just like we have press conferences for the coaches, the referees should come out and give a press conference after a game. I feel like, I don't know if American football has that, by the way, Jake. No, but you know who um, does do that is hockey. Hockey releases. Hockey does and that. basketball has, um, uh, basketball and hockey both release there I think the basketball one's called like the two minute reporter that might be the hockey one but it's a two minute video explaining you know big calls sometimes with suspensions they there is some responsibility there in terms of addressing the public because I do have you know there is going to be consequences for the decision that was made today um if you don't know really quickly because I'm gonna let you keep going Gustavo but you know there was there was a goal disallowed right? When the ball came off Ansu Fadi's hand and, you know, that was ruled, you know, to be a handball that ultimately led to a goal. So it was taken off. 
And then Barcelona was down a goal and they had a penalty opportunity or so it seemed when the ball came across the box and hit. I mean, there was no angle that showed the arm, but using two different angles, you can clearly tell that it went off the arm of an interplayer. Um, but the the I, the penalty wasn't called originally, and then also VAR didn't intervene. So um, the blame really, I think, here is more on VAR than on the the regular ref. But tough call, tough tough situation for Barcelona. Yeah, because it leaves people. Wait, you know what? Why I was thinking of American football is because when a, they make a decision on the field, they have a microphone, right, and they speak. Yeah. And they, they speak to the people that's uh, true. in the stadium and they explain their oh decision. Can you imagine that? In we soccer? need oh. that. Like, <laughs> I know that a lot of traditional soccer fans would really crucify me right now, but I, I really believe that American football is like always has been uh, way ahead when it comes to technology. And so, like, now we have VAR. That was a thing in American football a while ago. Um, so I think the referees should really explain as to why they made the decisions today. I am really frustrated. It's, it, it could cost Barcelona the entire competition. We could go down to Europa League and it can be just because of this decision. So it's really important to make sure that when we look at VAR, we really pay attention to what really happened. Again, I might be speaking out of my heart right now because I'm frustrated, but I want to know why they made the decision that they did. Everyone, I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it everywhere. Everyone is confused as to why Barcelona didn't get that penalty. And, uh, or was it, yeah, that last minute penalty. Um, Ansu Fati should have scored. That should have been a goal. It should have counted as a goal. So yeah. that's my, that that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. If you're a Barcelona fan, you're listening to this, uh, I understand your frustration. I understand that we might go down to the Europa League once again. And okay, but let, let me just say really quick, Jake, that was that was on the referees. I also don't want to lose the opportunity to speak about the team because yeah, they did not don't let perform, them off the hook. Yes, yeah. they did not perform well. And I just cannot for some reason I see it in their faces. Every freaking time we play European football, we look like we are we're so scared. What are we scared of? Intern is not doing that well this season. Like they're not a strong team in Europe. I'm sorry. They might be legendary in one way, one way or another. They're not a strong team in Europe. They're not a team that you play uh scared. You play looking down or you play intimidated by them. And I don't yeah. know why it's Barcelona. It's freaking football club Barcelona, masculine club. We should have that in our I feel like these players need a reminder of the play, of the team they play for. I know we've had a rough five years, six years, but it's time for these players to wake up because most of them didn't, they, they, they're they new. Most of them haven't been here when we lost to Roma, when we lost to Liverpool, when we lost to um, Juventus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like these players shouldn't feel intimidated by this competition. And yet, for some reason, I still feel like they're they're intimidated by the Champions League. It's like the anthem comes off and comes up and then players start feeling scared about playing the game that they do every weekend. I don't know. It's just really frustrating, guys. I'm very frustrated at my team. I don't think we're going to make it far this season, obviously, in the Champions League. So the focus for now, I think, should be La Liga. Uh, now that we are in the front, but 
We'll see what happens. It's October. You know, it's early in the game. But yeah, it's frustrating. That's how I feel well, today. Let, let me just, let me say this. So first of all, because it's been a while since I've really been tuned into the uh, Champions League group stages, uh, you know, due to Tottenham's, let's say, inactivity in the Champions League in recent years, I forgot that there's two games for each team in the group league, right? So it's a six-game uh, situation, not a three-game situation. So, you know, maybe if you listen to our early pods, you're like, wait a minute, dude, what? There's there's still three more games left, so it's not over yet. Now, that being said, Bayern sits atop their group at nine points with a plus nine goal dif- differential. So they're, you know, they're, they're not going to lose a game in the group stage. Inter is now in second with six points. And then Barcelona is in third with three points. And then, I mean, Victoria pulls in, lost all their games, and they have a minus 11 goal differential. So, you know, there's, well, I mean, they could still do better than Barcelona. But the question is going to be, can Barcelona win the rematch next week in Barcelona? So do you not feel confident? Because if they win that match, then... It there it's six six, and you're tied with international or sorry Inter, and you have to do better against Bayern and Victoria pulls in against than Inter does. Like right, it becomes a race in terms of that, and you know I I, I don't know like I I could see a path to that. I could see a path to that. We'll have to win every game that we play at Cup No, and I think that even beaten by by your Munich at Cup No doesn't seem. No, Sorry. you can lose to I think you can lose to Bayern as long as Inter loses to Bayern, you can lose to Bayern. That's the thing. So really it's all about that Victoria pulls in game, which is a Czech team that's getting their their tuckus whooped. Right. So, you know, I think about it, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Uh, it's it's tough, but if they win next week against Inter at home, they should be able to it would probably be on a goal differential tiebreaker. But if they can really beat up, it's kind of going to be between Inter and Barcelona who can beat up worse on Victoria Pulsen. And I think with Lewandowski and the roster that they have, it should be Barcelona. Well, let's hope so. That's that's what every Barcelona fan wants. Um, I want to make it far into the Champions League this season because we've had a few rough years. And so we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. Can about, I talk about, about Tottenham? How now? about Tottenham Hotspurs? I wanna I wanna I wanna know your frustration, why you feel so frustrated here. Because let's let's be honest, they played a team that won like the Europa League last year, and they are a really, really hard team to beat at home. Uh did they play at home today? I, I, they I did. They played, they, they played in, in Germany. In Germany. Yeah. So it's a really hard team to beat in Germany. And I know it by experience because Barcelona lost to that team. They, they were yeah. the team that knocked us out last season in the Europa League. So before you say anything, I just want to say that to the people that are listening, um, Tottenham, Tottenham didn't have it easy either. But I want to hear more from you, Jake. Yeah, no, I just think that the chances were there. And that was the part that was disappointing. Son had two opportunities today where he got, you know, a one of his beautiful shots, top of the 18, here we go. And both of them just were wide and too strong. And and for me, like, I, I just want to see the keeper saving a Sun shot. I don't want to see Sun shots sailing over. That, that, that bothers me. Like, that, that troubles me. Because to me, that's like, and I think I said this in one of our first episodes, 
if you're getting to that place where you find your shot, but you're skying it, that means you're a little bit more fatigued than, you know, maybe in past seasons when you're getting to that moment. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this top line. Like I, there's a piece of, you know, I mean, on paper, how can you not love Tottenham? And I do. And I was, I was thinking about just how much I love the team the other day, but watching it today, it's like, man, we just can look so average. Like I want to come on here and talk about how much of a badass Christian Romero is. He's freaking awesome. I want to talk about how great Benton Kerr is, but after today, it's like, I can't talk about those things because the team just, it, I, I just, I understand that for Conte and I guess they received some criticism after the North London Derby that they, they were maybe a little too conservative. And, you know, I think that's who we are. We absorb and then break, but against Eintracht Frankfurt, I think you would, or as a fan, I, I want to, I wanted to see Tottenham and I will admit part of it was, I thought that this was going to be the last game. So I thought they had to like win and I thought it was good. Like they really needed this and they needed a couple of goals. So I guess the mindset that I came into with as a fan, I was a little confused, but like, I just don't see, again, I don't understand why you wouldn't have wanted to come into this match just saying like, let's score some goals. Let's put some up, you know, I don't know. Their defense is really good. They're really solid. They protect their box really well. I think one of the things that I I've noticed about them in comparison to watching a lot of other teams, I don't think there's many other teams who are as disciplined in the box with their arms as Tottenham. Like when you look at the details and the way that they defend and the way that they support each other and their shape. And then even again, just down to the way that they protect their arms. So they will never give up a handball in the box. Like that sort of concentration and focus you know, that's where it's just like, I just think it's great. I think they deserved more to, to go forward and to, to go forward and to really try to put some goals up and show, show off that aspect of them. And they didn't have any subs uh, offensively. Lucas Mora's hurt and Kulishevsky's hurt. So it was like, let's go for it. Let's put a couple on the board and then defend, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's disappointing. And I think, you know, the, the guy who was commentating and it was a lone commentator, he was saying, you know, when you think about their season, they've been able to get points. They've gone unbeaten in the league, but it's never really looked convincing. And, you know, at first I want to be upset about that, but I don't know how much of an argument I can put up. How far do you see Tottenham do this season in the Champions League? This is the thing is I think Tottenham, when I look at their roster, I think like they could compete for the whole thing. Like they, I, I truly look at their, I mean, again, we know how I feel about Emerson Royale, but even with him, like I, when they don't do well, it's confusing for me because I, I really look at them and I'm like, I love Rodrigo Bettencourt. Like I understand he's not one of the best players in the world, but I think he's elite. I think he's perfect at his position. Like if you have him on your team, like I think you can do good things. I think if you have Hoybjerg, who is a leader, like I think you can do great things. You have Ivan Perisic, you have son, Harry Kane and Richarlison. You have Christian Roy Romero, who I love Hugo. Like I don't see why they can't do it. Like they can do it. Why not? I don't know for me. I like, they're not favorites. But that team can win. Lucas Mora, the Champions League hero on the bench. 
Now I'm getting upset. They can do it. Why not? Why are you challenging them? No, I just, I don't know. That's why it's frustrating. I, I really think, I feel like they're built to have some success in all the tournaments. So I'm going to be really disappointed this year if they are not able to do, to win some trophy. I want a FA cup. I like, I want a cup. I don't care if it's the freaking <laughs> corner lemonade stand cup. Just <laughs> get chill. me the freaking cup. I want, no, but I do. I want, that I want one thing where I turn on a final Tottenham's in it and they win it. Like that's what I want. I think you're voicing a lot of Tottenham Hotspur fans right now. And that's what every fan of football should want. They want to see Tottenham lift up a trophy, no matter what the trophy is. And they compete in incredible. They're, they're competing in a lot of the most important competitions in the world. So even, I mean, the FA Cup is a legendary trophy. So I would love to see them um, raise a trophy this season as well. Um, just as I think it's time. Also, any team that Antonio Conte coaches has a lot of expectations. So Antonio Conte, the world is watching. He's a world-class coach. He's done a lot of great things in different leagues. And so we're expecting a lot from him. And I say we as if I was a Tottenham fan, but Jake, you're my brother, Dos Hermanos. So I want to support. I want to support that, and I want to see them do something important. I wanted to see them do something great with uh, Antonio. Uh, sorry, with Pochettino because he was there for so long. I but, know. I but know. now we, you guys, have the chance to do it with Antonio Conte, which I think he's a brilliant coach. So quite disappointing afternoon for both of us. Of course, I see well, that. Let's. Yeah. Let, let's. So tomorrow, there's really only one match that I would say is must watch. Okay. Chelsea, AC Milan. Chelsea is sitting at the bottom of their group right now. They have one point. Their group is Salzburg, Dynamo Zagreb and AC Milan. So if they win this AC Milan game, you know, they get to reset, right? They go into the second three games, the second set of three games tied for first with AC Milan. So, you know, We talked about Graham Potter. I don't know if I articulated it very well on Sunday, but again, like he is collecting results right now. And each result is, you know, a tally mark in this column, that column or the other, as in a win, a draw or a loss. And he needs to put as many tally marks in that win column as possible. And this is a big one. And they are going to be better than Crystal Palace which they narrowly beat on Sunday. So should be a good one. What's your prediction, Jake? Well, I'll just say I'm not really that familiar with AC Milan. And so, oh, well, here's a lesson for today. Napoli and, you know, the, you know, Inter. We, I, by we, I mean, I need to, in these European competitions, have more respect for the Italian league. And I guess the German league too even though it's hard, you know, being so focused on the Premier League. So there's a piece of me that wants to say that Chelsea will be able to easily do this. But AC Milan, I don't know their coach's name, but if it's still that bald guy, he's he's got the energy. <laughs> no, like he, I, I like his fire. And uh, I don't think AC Milan, I, I just can't see. I don't know. I really have a hard time seeing Chelsea not 
being able to sort it out and figure it out and make it happen. But that being said, you know. So what's your prediction? I, I think Chelsea numbers. will win. I think, oh, you want a uh, um, score prediction. I think at the end of the first half, it will either be tied or AC Milan will be winning. Like it'll be, you know, I think AC Milan is going to go up. And so then I think Chelsea's going to fight back. So I think Chelsea's going to win like 2-1. But I think I, at the end of the first half, it's going to look like it's AC Milan's game. I'm predicting a boring 1-1 match. And uh, we'll see. I'm also excited to see. I know we talk a lot about Erling Haaland in this show, but I'm excited to see Manchester City play against Copenhagen. Oh my uh, God. It's going to be expecting... 40 goals. It's going to be a football <laughs> I, game. I'm expecting Pep Guardiola to rest a lot of his main players tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think I, I would agree with you. Not a lot of exciting matches happening, but it's the Champions League where anything can happen. And Shakhtar plays Real Madrid. They beat them before, uh, not at the Santiago Bernabeu, at the, the Alfredo uh, Di Stefano, sorry. And uh, so it's nice to see them go back to Spain and see what they can do. Um, I think besides that, Sevilla and Dortmund should be interesting. Uh, PSG plays against Benfica. So The only problem is Sevilla is, is out of it. They're, 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 they're so low in their group. I, I think they have no chance of actually making it. But then again, I guess there are three more games, but um, I'm just opening it now. But I'm, yeah, anyway, I mean, for some reason, I look at these games and I just think, I mean, I'm sure Dortmund and Sevilla will be interesting, but at the same time, let me see, just looking at the bottom of a group. Yeah, Sevilla has one point. So I, that, okay, fine. If they win, they would propel themselves into second, but I don't see Dortmund losing that game, to be honest. I just, and you know why part of it is? Lamella. All right. So anyway, there's your, there's your final thing. If you know from my past podcast, not a fan of Eric Lamella. So there's my substitution, Eric Lamella to get a red card and Sevilla to lose terribly tomorrow. Okay. That's my prediction, Gustavo. Well, those are our predictions for tomorrow. Uh, this is going to be really exciting. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope to see you guys here next time. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Gustavo Guerrero from Nashville. I'm Jake Landry. We'll see you All guys right. next time. See you next time. Bye-bye.